Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. On this episode, we're just going to do a fun little episode just talking about things that we're into right now, like music, podcasts, books, fanfics, uh, television shows, film, all that kind of stuff. I, of course, as I mentioned on our True Blood episode, I came up with this episode and then I was like, what are you thinking, Aaron? All you have been watching is about stuff that's for the podcast, so what are you going to even name? But I have some things that I will name because I try to kind of mix in other things. But we're not going to go around and have and say what we're into right now, since that's what the whole episode is, is basically just our opening extended to a full episode. But this should be a good one, a fun one. I have a great panel with me. Since this is dropping on Friday, you have basically 24, 48 hours to sign up for our horror trivia event. Uh, you know, the links are in Linktree, which I have to stop myself every time from saying LinkedIn, which I know I said on one podcast episode because I was editing it and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I said, go to our LinkedIn page. <laughs> Nobody goes to LinkedIn. <laughs> I have to for my other job, for my day job. Yeah, I, I have to track statistics and stuff. Yeah, so. Okay, well, you go on LinkedIn. <laughs> Uh, but go to our link tree page. It's the very first link in there or go to Twitter and it's in my pinned tweet. So sign up. It should be a lot of fun. That kicks off on September 4th. Okay. So instead of having my panelists tell me what they're into right now as a way of introduction, I'm trying to think of a way to do this, a fun little introduction. We're going to talk about what we've been watching and viewing. We're talking about what we've been listening to, all the podcasts and music, all the beautiful stories we've been watching on the TV and YouTube. Yay, that's all we needed. Carla did an introductory Yay. song. Thank you. Thank you. Our introduction. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, Carla returned on our Superstore episode, which you would have already heard. 
So Carla, as you know, has not been on this podcast for 10 years. And she's left me high and dry. (laughs) My unofficial co-host abandoned me when I needed her the most. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) When I had to suffer through Ryan Murphy for over a month. (laughs) Yeah. I think that was a smart decision on my my part, to be perfectly honest. Also, Paula is on as well, who's been on a lot of them. And she is going to be my right-hand woman during our horror trivia (laughs) if she's still willing to take that on i can see sometimes the looks on her face kind of changes to like what have i got myself (laughs) oh no it'll be fine yeah she's gonna help decide what i'm wearing for all 10 nights she doesn't know this i just oh i'm gonna need help i'm still trying to figure out what i'm gonna wear (laughs) i know i'm like we have a costume contest and Oh, yeah, I have to wear something, too. Right? <laughs> I have to come up with 10 costumes. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. So you may just see me wear name tags. This is zombie. <laughs> Vampire. I'm a zombie. Costume one, costume <laughs> yes. two. And by the end, it'll be just whatever week this is. Yeah, whatever week this is. Okay. Well, Are, we gonna... no. Are we done yet? Are we done yet? Even I'm getting sick of Halloween. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get started telling everybody what they should listen to, watch, hear, or I'm just going to take down notes furiously of what I should be watching whenever I can. So we're going to start with music. So Carla, give me some music that you have been listening to lately. Could I please? Okay, so I've been... I've taken a few road trips with my son, and so I build these playlists that we can listen to or that he can talk over, whatever he's in the mood for in that particular day. The the one playlist that I've been listening to constantly has like a ton of 80s and 90s music. So there's been a lot of and Vogue and Janet Jackson, and um, there's like Salt and Peppa and Bon Jovi and, you know, all of these you know, Pat Benatar, Heart, just all kinds of really, you know, the, the luminaries of the of that time. And that's a playlist that I just, I can't seem to get sick of. So now even as I'm driving just to like do a grocery pickup for the three minutes that my car takes to drive the one mile to the grocery store, <laughs> I'll put on the list and then I get all bummed because I get there and it's like, oh, I have like 15 seconds left in the song. I guess I'll have to sit here and wait until this one song finishes up. I'm not going to give you like every single song title because we, we will be here all night. But <laughs> I've also, I'll also be, I've also been leaning heavily on uh, George Michael because I, I just keep, you know, it's, it, it's my comfort music. George Michael, Queens of the Stone Age um, are my, my comfort uh, peeps, I guess. And then besides that, I, in a discussion with a with my family, we have a weekly family Zoom. We were talking about music that um, my younger my younger sister and I would listen to a lot. And one of the artists is a Turkish artist whose name is um, Tarkan, and he he has like a couple of just really amazing songs that I love, which I can't pronounce because it's in Turkish and I don't speak Turkish, and I don't want to humiliate myself, but. One of them, it's spelled S-I-M-A-R-I-K. 
And if you listen to it, you'll actually recognize it because not only was it very popular when it came out back in, I guess, the the late 90s, maybe, or the early 2000s, but it was also, there was also an English version done by Stella Soleil um, called Kiss Kiss, which is, you know, what it translate to, translates to, basically. It's a really fun song. And there's another one, um, it's spelled V-E-R-M-E. And if you are attracted to, you know, like a scruffy bearded male type people, this his <laughs> the video for that song is just his face as he's singing it with emotion. And all I have to say is maybe bring a change of underwear because you oh will need God. it. <laughs> By the end, you will need it. That is as PG as I could keep that. Wow. It, it okay. has a high smooch factor. <laughs> it's a high smooch factor. I'm just here to report the facts. You asked me here to, to tell you factual things, and that's what I'm telling you. Switching it to a more G rated, a more G rated recommendation. Um, <laughs> are you going to be okay, Yeah, I don't have to mute myself. <laughs> so, going on to a more G rated recommendation. My son is just very, very into Dolly Parton these last, I don't know, months since he discovered Dolly Parton. His favorite song is Joshua, and he will play it over and over and over again, whether you want him to or not. So (laughs) that is a a recommendation that I'm throwing in via my son's playlist. Awesome. Well, that was was amazing. So you have X-rated and (laughs) G-rated. Love it. I get it all, baby. Love it. <laughs> maybe when, when we get to our fanfic recommendations, maybe you can recommend a hot and steamy fanfic to pair with the hot and steamy. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know why you would think that I wouldn't. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay. <laughs> and Paula, what music are you into right now? Do you have any X-rated music that you're into? Uh, probably not. Probably not. No, no. Nothing X-rated. No. Second, the the eighties. That's always, especially huge Duran Duran fan here. If it's if it's playing, um, all about that. Love Duran Duran. <laughs> love it. Um, but so there was there was a uh, this TikTok fad. I'm not a tick. T- I don't do TikTok at all. But there was some TikTok fad for a while there that they were doing like these sea shanties. Which oh, yes, I heard about. This. Yeah, mm-hmm. which got me back into acapella music of all things i love acapella music always have so through this whole like rabbit hole of sea shanties get back into acapella music i discovered this group that is a uh god they're a acapella country group called home free love these guys they are fantastic i know it sounds weird but it totally works they're fantastic highly recommend these guys check them out they're all you know they've got stuff on youtube and all, everything um so they do a lot of they do a lot of country they even I, they even did um i mean it was kind of a uh april fool's kind of thing but they did they, they even covered rick astley's never gonna give you up <laughs> did a whole thing so they know the classics up. oh yeah know the classics even they, you know they do <laughs> some awesome. art, you know? yeah i love it you know they do they do some of their own stuff they they cover you know they cover some of the classic country stuff some of the newer country stuff their own stuff all kinds of stuff it's great check those guys out so yeah so those guys pentatonics um 
I like those guys too. Um, yeah, so I've been kind of down that whole rabbit hole. Um, Avi Coplin that used to be with Pentatonics, he's kind of gone off and done his own thing. So I've been listening to some of his new stuff. And then there's another um, another artist, uh, Peter Hollins, that uh, he's he's done stuff with with these guys, Home Free, and a bunch of other kind of independent, you know, smaller artists. So just kind of a lot of lesser known people. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of I'm kind of more into the less mainstream people right now. So those guys are really great. So awesome. We're getting a wide variety of music yeah. recommendations. <laughs> yeah. Well, most of my re- music recommendations are coming from shows that I've been watching and then I'll be like, oh yeah, this song. And I put it in my Spotify playlist if I don't already have it in there. Uh, and a lot of, so a lot of nineties and a lot of eighties and then a lot of dark stuff because, you know, Ryan Murphy. And then <laughs> I'm going to start with, there's going to be another thing that's going to come up in podcasts, but uh, so when I watched Glee for the first time, everybody knows by now that I adore Darren Chris now. I mean, Darren, I'm all about Darren Chris at the moment. So he does a version of Teenage Dream. He does two versions of Teenage Dream on Glee. And the one that he does that's more, it's just him on a piano, is so beautiful. <laughs> Serious, because that song, I don't think anything of that song. But it's really beautiful in the show when he does it because, you know, his character Blaine starts crying while he's singing this song and so i've been listening to that a lot on spotify so that's probably the lightest thing i've been listening to one of the lightest things and then what i've also been listening to is if you've watched american horror story hotel which if you listen to our episodes you know that that was the last thing that i watched in my ryan murphy binge and that was the thing that did me in but despite the fact that that whole season is too hard to watch in the very first episode, when there's the scene with Lady Gaga and Matt Bomer, and, you know, they play vampires, and they go and pick up that couple, and they're having a foursome, and then they kill them, and then they're writhing around on the bed, you know, with blood all over them. Anyway, <laughs> there's a song that's playing during that whole thing called Tear You Apart by She Wants Revenge, and it's the perfect song choice for the moment, and I have been listening to that song over and over again. So check that one out. I've also been listening to a lot of Sisters of Mercy. So I've been going back into the days when I listened when I was hanging out with a lot of goths. And so I was listening to a lot of dark music. But then at the same time, I'm listening to Teenage Dream over and over again. I'm also listening to like All Around the World by Lisa Stansfield. <laughs> Samantha Fox. Did, did either of you ever listen to Samantha Fox? <laughs> Yes. No. I just need love. Dun, 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 too. That yes. was like, that was my naughty song when, <laughs> when I was like, you know, a teenager. I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be listening to, to this. Well, yeah, she was not. Well, I mean, she used to be a porn star. So it was like, yeah. So she was like someone you shouldn't be listening to when you're a right. young kid. But yeah, I love yes, her. Because you will automatically want to be a porn star listening to Samantha Fox. <laughs> It's Her very voice alone mesmerizes you into <laughs> pursuing a porn career. It's very true, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> there are lots of stories of that. I'm telling you. No, no I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't really know. No about wonder that, but... I got so hard R-rated. And my and my talk about music. It's all Samantha Fox's fault, and yep. it's because I was indoctrinated <laughs> as a child. <laughs> I, my mind is blown. Well, and I, I think one time when I was 
going, actually I was in California and we had taken a road trip to California when I was a little kid. And I had the tape, the Samantha Fox tape. And I took a picture of the cover of that because yes, I needed to have that as a memory. <laughs> when I had it right there, I'm like, yes, this is a good picture to take. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes no sense. And then also uh, Jesus and Mary Chain, especially the song, um, Sometimes Always, which I'm sure everybody has heard, uh, New Order, which I'm always into New Order, but really into them right now, Depeche Mode, same thing. So a lot of that, but then also a lot of really, really cheesy stuff as well, you know, so. Just to interrupt you for a quick second, I've been, I've been meaning to tell you for weeks that my son, in addition to Dolly Parton, is super into Depeche Mode right now. Are you one serious? Of his favorite songs, yeah, one of his favorite songs right now is People Are People. He has me play it. He had me put it on his iPod. Right. When we're in the car and it comes on, he's like, Mommy, can you play it again? I'm like, we've already played it five times. Can I please play something else? That is so awesome. <laughs> oh, my it. gosh. Because, <laughs> yeah, because I've mentioned on here before, Depeche Mode is one of the bands that's like, my one of my bands like I have a few that are just kind of my band and that's definitely one of them so that is so so awesome yeah so oh, that's that makes me really happy <laughs> I really needed to tell you that I'm so glad that I get, that I get to tell you during this recording it's even Thank better you. this way that's so awesome yay well you should tell your son that I have seen them in concert a few times you know oh and they're amazing. he's gonna be blown away <laughs> They're absolutely incredible. Oh my gosh. Well, you should rent. There is there is a movie, a concert video of them. It's called 101. It's called 101. And it's really cool. I'm trying to think if it's appropriate though for kids. So <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> How about I watch it first? And yes, then you watch it I'll first see. and then you decide. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, Aaron. That might not be appropriate. <laughs> Speaking of not appropriate for children, I've also been listening to the song because it came on when I did like a Spotify shuffle thing. The song Because I Got High by Afro Man. Do you remember the song? <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, definitely won't be playing him uh, yeah. that one anytime soon. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's um yeah, I was that some of the lyrics in there, I was like, oh, I forgot that he says this in here. Oh yeah, I would have gone down on you, but I was high. I, would, I mean <laughs> gonna go ahead and keep that out of my playlist for a while yeah that's a fun <laughs> song it's fun though it's i mean so much fun because when it came up and then right after that a sublime song came up carla um <laughs> yeah. sublime yes, yes that band. but right when that that came up i'm like oh my gosh i forgot about this song <laughs> It's like I was like, okay, clicking like immediately, adding it to my playlist. And so I've been listening to that one a lot. So just a lot of a wide variety there. And I do want to add, when I was driving back from Party City today on one of the classic rock stations here, because I love classic rock too, they were they do like, you know, two for the weekend kind of thing. And they play two Bon Jovi songs back to back. And I was like, oh. This is so fitting because I'm about to record with Carla. Yes. And I sang them at the top of my lungs. Oh. It was that it was Bad so Medicine happy. and Runaway. Oh, those are both amazing songs. <laughs> so I sang them. My son them also likes so Bad loud. Medicine. So awesome. he, 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 he's gonna he's gonna love you so much. 
You already have so much in common. <laughs> Depeche Mode and Bon Jovi. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to move on now to uh, podcasts. So other than it's a fandom thing, <laughs> which I know is we'll the number one. that out. <laughs> which sorry, that one's off the list. <laughs> because <laughs> i know it was number one on both of your lists so other than that one other than just being a self-promo for me or for <laughs> all of us i'm sorry but for me uh what podcasts are you into right now carla other than yours too i should say <laughs> well there goes the other one on my list <laughs> well, no you can you can carla i'm, just I'm not allowed to because i'm actually <laughs> but Okay, so I've been talking a lot about my son, and it's only because I'm super duper like in love with this child. He's just everything. But also, this means that because we're spending so much time together, I'm listening to a lot of his stuff. So most of the podcasts that I've been listening to are children's podcasts. And you know what? Not the least, but sorry. No regrets. <laughs> They're fantastic. They're very engaging. And he particularly likes he, he likes podcasts where he can learn about stuff. So his favorite one, I think, I can, you know, legitimately call it his favorite is Wow in the World. And that one, it's, uh, they have all these fun characters that they use to explain all kinds of cool scientific things and experiments. And they talk about studies that have been done. So every now and then I'm talking to my eight-year-old and he's like, did you know that there was a study that showed that da 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 And then he's just like telling me verbatim what they said in, in the podcast. And I'm, I have to be like, oh, yes, son. I did not just hear that five minutes ago when they said it on the podcast. Thank you for revealing this brand new information to me. Um, but it's very cute. And it, it's it's great. And it's something that even as a grown up, you don't mind having on. So it's not like the kind of thing where it's just grating. You just want to like throw this child's speaker at the wall. Which you shouldn't do anyway, because then you will have to replace it and it's coming out of your pocket. Just parenting tip right there. Another one that he loves is The Alien Adventures of Vin Caspian, which is a serialized, um, it, it's a story and it's fantastic. And it's about these, uh, this group of explorers in space in the future. And these kids go off on these missions and they have um, also these accompanying books that he also loves. But it, it's it's a lot of fun and there's a lot in it that I think adults will get a kick out of. Um, he's also gone back a lot to the adventures of moose and goose, which is a podcast hosted by our friend Meg's husband, Marty. And it's wonderful. There's only one season of it, but I, I still highly recommend it because it's a lot of fun. And if you don't feel like, you know, downloading it, just talk to my son. He can recite it verbatim. <laughs> so, you know, if you want to hear in the voice of a very excited eight year old, I can hook you up. Those are all American foundations. Oh. They're all children's podcasts. <laughs> that's that's what it got for you. And living that suburban mom life. That's awesome though, because I know we have a lot of parents that listen to this show because of our I mean, I'm I mean, I don't know that, but I'm <laughs> just like I know we do. gotta figure some of these people have kids. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Is I guess they know people that have kids. Yes, or they know people that have kids. Yeah, yeah. See, I shouldn't, you know, I mean, if it was me, because, you know, I don't have some kids. Of them, some of them might be babysitters. Yes, babysitters or yeah. nieces, nephews. Yes. <laughs> Everything in between. Yes. So, you know, hey, there you go. <laughs> You're welcome, people who who have or watch 
children in a non-creepy way, like as in you babysit oh, them, not as in you're creepy about it. <laughs> Aren't you glad I'm back? <laughs> I am glad you're back. I'm so glad you're back. Uh, don't ever leave me again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just don't ever talk about Ryan Murphy again, and we're probably set. <laughs> Those episodes are so popular that I don't know. <laughs> they are. They're so popular. Oh my god. Oh, if you ever talk about nine one one. Yeah, I know. I forgot that that was a show that he did because I was just <laughs> no. Or you're does. covering nine one one, and I will be on it, and so okay. will Meg. I'm okay. setting Meg up. Okay, then we'll we'll do we'll do Ryan Murphy part two. Yes, and I will have lots of drugs on hand. <laughs> <laughs> Paula podcast that you're into. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, I have so many. <laughs> I listen to so many podcasts. Right now, I'm listening to Bridgewater podcast that Aaron Mankey's doing. Um, it's got uh, Misha Collins, uh, Nathan Fillion, uh, Will Wheaton. It's only it, it like just started. It's, it's just been out for a couple weeks, and it's really good. Um, and he, Aaron Minky's got a bunch of other podcasts. He does a lot of. He has one called Lore, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's um, is it like uh, urban legends? Right? Urban. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's what I was trying to think of. Urban legends and and things like that from different cultures, and and kind of delves into those a little bit. Um, he's got another one uh, called Cabinet of Curiosities, which is kind of a like a little like less than fifteen minute podcast so if you like something really really short and he just does these like little um like two little stories and they're like true stories but they're kind of like just odd odd little stories that are true stories that are kind of interesting and um then he has another one uh called unobscured um that's really interesting the first season of it he did a really in-depth uh look at the salem witch trials and then another season they he they went into um jack the ripper and they did it through the whole season and they they did interviews with the historians and um they also released some of the um, interviews that they did with the historians so it's if you know you're interested in like the history of that kind of thing really really well done really interesting if you like more of like a interview type thing um inside of you with michael rosenbaum is a really good one that was on my list (laughs) yeah that one's a really great one i just got into that one yeah oh yeah (laughs) really great one um and then i i listen to a lot of podcast network they have a lot of great like if you're into true crime they've got all kinds of of true crime ones they have one called cults which goes into like different different mm-hmm. cults they have uh, what was what was the other one um haunted places which um it's like different places that are haunted and they, they do kind of like a uh, they do like a little dramatization at the beginning of it and then they kind of delve into the history of it so it's 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 little a little bit of fiction, a little bit of fact. Unsolved, unsolved murders. They they have one on that. There's another one on conspiracy theories that they do, which is a really interesting. They they kind of present the facts of the conspiracy theory, and then they they um and they usually do it in a two part where they kind of do a dramatization of it in one part, and then the second part of it they do um they they present the facts and and how likely they think this conspiracy theory might be, and and they. The, the hosts of it are, you know, come at it from a very skeptical uh, mindset. So it's not mm-hmm. like they're like trying to sell you on this conspiracy theory. So it's again, very well done. Oh, the dark side of that's another really good one. Um, they usually do like a, a whole series of like they did dark side of fashion um, and they do a whole series of, of that. And they kind of delve into the, the um, background and underbelly kind of, of, of the fashion industry. Um, they did one on um, internet dating, 
Valentine's Day, you know, kind of tied that all together, just different, um, different subjects. And that one's a really good one, too. Like I said, all kinds of different. I, I listen to a ton of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. So. Yeah, yeah. Inside of you was on my list as one of ones. That's one that I just discovered. I think it was, I was looking for like interviews with somebody. I don't remember who it was. Mm -hmm. And he had, oh, he does a really good one on there. Did you listen to the one where he interviewed Kiefer Sutherland and Jason Patrick? I haven't listened to that one yet. That is so good. I, oh my like gosh. One of the next to ones I'm going to listen one. to. Yeah. You have to listen to that one because, you know, and if you don't know, uh, Jason Patrick's, his, his grandfather is Jackie Gleason. Mm -hmm. And, Jackie Gleason was not necessarily in his life at all. So not right. necessarily a good grandfather. Um, but it's a very interesting interview. And, you know, they talk a lot about how, of course, there was a lot of talk because they were best friends. They became really close when they did the Lost Boys together. And then, of course, everybody talks about how they split apart because Kiefer Sutherland was engaged to Julia Roberts. And then they broke up. And then Jason Patrick dated Julia Roberts for a little bit. And they even sort of mention that in here. Well, Michael Rosenbaum mentions it. I don't think it's something <laughs> yes. they necessarily want right. to talk about. But it's just a fun interview. I, I think that's probably, of the ones I've listened to of his, that's probably my favorite one. Yeah. So I would highly recommend that one because especially if you're a fan of The Lost Boys or if you're a fan of either of those, I have the biggest crushes on both Kiefer Sutherland and Jason Patrick. So to hear an interview with, Kiefer Sutherland and Jason Patrick together was so awesome, especially because I always thought of Jason Patrick as someone that didn't do interviews. So to hear him do one and to be so fun and laid back and he, his, and Kiefer and Jason Patrick, they just kind of, they bounce off of each other so well. So I highly recommend that episode from that podcast, even if you'd end up not liking it, because I can understand how I think for some people, maybe uh, Rosenbaum, he might be a little bit off-putting to some people. I like his style, but it could, it could be off-putting to some people. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I briefly mentioned this on our True Blood episode, but I'm going to mention it again. I am really into the podcast, That Thing You Do, hosted by Darren Chris and Esty Heim, who is the lead singer of the band Heim. And I'm finally pronouncing it correctly because I went and played something that pronounced it <laughs> Thank you, because I have no I, I had had no idea up until this point in my life of how that's pronounced. I know. I thought it was Haim. I was like, <laughs> me too. And the, the way I first found out was listening to the podcast. And I was like, oh, you don't pronounce it that way? And then every time I've talked about it, I've totally forgotten how she pronounces her name. But it's just a fun little podcast where they interview people. Sometimes they just talk to each other. They've had people like Maya Rudolph on and other people and like uh, a lot of musicians because they're both really into music like they both talk about how darren chris always that's music is his actually his first love and acting is just sort of what he's known for and then vice versa for her for Esty. so it's just interesting to hear them talk together and like i said before if you want to hear darren chris curse for like an hour listen to that podcast <laughs> it's basically every other word but it's just fun. Uh, so that's one that I'm into right now. It's a new one. Um, I'm also really, my favorite horror film podcast is Pod Mortem, which is just a lot of fun. It's uh, a husband and wife, and then the wife's brother are on there, and they just take a deep dive into particular horror movies. 
They've done some great ones like the classics, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first Halloween, uh, Friday the 13th. They just recently did Friday the 13th. Um, they've done all sorts of horror films and they do spoil them. So, you know, they give you a warning beforehand before they start jumping to the spoilers. But they've got a great rapport. They're very funny. Uh, I just really, really, really recommend that. I think that's probably the best horror podcast out there right now. That's just strictly horror. I've got to, of course, give a shout out to um, some people that have podcasts that have been on this show. So I have to get give some shout outs to Liberty Diner Dish that does Queer as Folk. I just recorded Brian 2.0 episode a couple days ago. And you know, I'm shocked that I wasn't invited to be on that one. <laughs> I know, because we, we talked about you, Carla, for a <laughs> About how you could have used a, a voice to sound off of the cons and not just the pros of Brian Kinney. <laughs> hey, I said some cons. We were season I said a couple of things. Do you ever think that he's maybe too good looking? <laughs> yeah, that was he's possibly I- entirely too sexy. Would the show have been better off if he had had his shirt off more often or less often? See, that would have been another case where with the underwear thing comes in play again. So that (laughs) (laughs) But that was a that was so much fun because we talked about Brian Kinney for two and a half hours. Just season two, Brian Kinney. And let me tell you, that was so much fun. And we're going to do Brian Kinney 3.0 and 4.0 and then 5.0. And also it was fun to rave about Gail Harold's performance because, and I know Carla does agree with that at least. I do. Yeah. I mean, his performance is so good. It's just, I mean, we all know why he was never nominated because, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) yeah, they don't want to nominate a show like that. Yeah. but. that was a lot of fun. So check them out, especially if you're a Queerest Folk fan. And I know we have a lot of Queerest Folk fans that listen to us. So I think a lot of you actually found us through that podcast. So you probably already know about that podcast. But if you didn't before, now you know. And Ishelle and Ken have both been the hosts of that, have both been on our podcast. And Ishelle is going to be back later in December. She's going to be on our BoJack Horseman episode. And she is going to be on our Hallmark Movies episode, which I should also get my mom to be on that one. Because my mom watches so many Hallmark movies. Aaron's mom. Please be on that episode because all I want to do is hear you squee about Hallmark movies. That's all I want. Well, she's I don't even fine. watch Hallmark movies, but I will just for you. And then I'm going to also mention, of course, we have had on this show, we've also had Jen from My Streaming Bubble, who, you know, she's coming back, been on a hiatus for a while, but she was just recently on our American Horror Story episode which even though um you know my ryan murphy thing was tearing apart my psyche those are some of my favorite episodes i will say that we've recorded so far this year so go back and listen to that one as well but listen to her podcast my streaming bubble um i'm gonna be on that one later this year we're gonna be talking about john waters i'm so excited to have found someone who loves john waters (laughs) finally (laughs) i know Finally, of course, I learned Pasha does too. So, but (laughs) I'm so excited. And then 
sitting right, well, not sitting across from me, I wish, but I can see her right now. Of course, Bedwed Behead. We've just said we got to give a shout out to that, Bedwed or Behead, uh, because, you know, everybody knows that you have to listen to that one. And that's also with Meg, who was on our True Blood episode, who finally returned as well. So many people are back. And they are finally going to be on an episode together next week. It is not going to be a fun episode for me, but they're going to be <laughs> only because we're going to pummel her about her preferences for a particular character. Oh my gosh! I I'm so I'm excited, but I'm also dreading this episode. <laughs> um, and then I'm also going to recommend for just film discussion. I think probably the best podcast out there next to ours. No. <laughs> For film discussion is Next Best Picture. Um, so I just think they're really great. They do a lot of Oscar cover- coverage, award buzz and stuff. So if you're a real big time film geek, you definitely have to check that one out if you haven't already. And I'll stop there because there are a bunch more that I could recommend, but I'm just going to stop there. Okay. So this one, I actually don't really have anything to really add to this one. It's really sad, but we're going to talk about books and fanfic right now. So Carla, are there any books or fanfic you want to? <laughs> <You wanna laughs> well, let's it? see. Let me bring up my notebook. And actually, oh it's goodness. hilarious that I'm doing this because it's it's mostly just fanfic because that's who I am at my core is a fanfic <laughs> nerd. All right. So recently, not only have I been re- reading Destiel fanfic because that is my trash can, that is my dumpster, but I've also been reading a lot of buddy fanfic. Now, Destiel, of course, refers to Dean and Castiel from Supernatural. Buddy refers to Buck and Eddie from 911. Oh, uh, okay. And it's, it's, okay, okay, okay. So listen, all right. So Buddy is like so much fun because they don't have like a toxic element to their relationship. So it almost feels like cheating, like, you know, like playing on, on, on easy mode reading fanfic about them because it's not like oh we've traumatized each other over and over and over again and yet i still want to want to do it with you but anyway (laughs) as far as rex i have i have some of those and these are this is thanks to to meg that i even came across this one it's fantastic it's called leave the lights on i'll be coming home by hms lusitania um on uh archive of our own which is the only place where i read fic simply because i'm lazy <laughs> and i'm already One's signed in best. so well it also is but you know primarily because i'm lazy and i don't want to go find stuff anywhere else um the reason that i love this so much is because not only are the characterizations of, of the characters um pretty good but also it's about amnesia it's an amnesia fic and who doesn't love a good amnesia fic i mean come on like okay so one of them gets washed away in the river and loses his memory but it's okay it's hollywood amnesia where you know like he has uh he he can do everything and he kind of remembers something but it's like tugging at the back of his brain and he's not quite making it out of this fog and on the other side there's the other guy and he is left with this unimaginable task and sadness and he is just praying and hoping against hope and then coming to terms with the fact that his loved one might maybe lost forever and 
then oh and then there's stuff that happens that i can't tell you because if you're going to read this i'll spoil it and i don't want to do that to you because it's so good but you should read it if you're inclined that was amazing <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you thank you um another thick and this one is destiel this one is called when we were young by friend of carlotta and it's set in a college town and what i like about this okay all right so check this out okay it's friends to lovers and enemies to lovers okay and it has like a long time span and it flips back and forth between quote-unquote present time and then when they're in college but it's done really nicely it, it, it doesn't feel because I, I feel like so many times when when fic um does something like that it just it, they don't quite get it right mm -hmm. and this one i feel like it really does and it's angsty oh by the way so is the other one because i'm an angst monster i really really would like to be into fluff but i just can't handle it because i've been um kind of traumatized by destiel and how anything fluff for for destiel just seems so out of character for these for these two long-suffering um masochists so now if i read anything that, that's fluff with them i'm like out of character they would never be this happy it says that they smiled when when show me a picture show me a picture when they laughed not possible <laughs> but so this one is is great because okay all right so so they started being friends in college and then there was like maybe something more and then they they got pulled apart by the tides of fate and then they come back together but do they come back together do they do they read it and find out you will be glad that you did now i've also read book books which if you can believe it that's something that i do sometimes i know i picked up a thing that's like <laughs> that's not on ao3 and i too was shocked but a book that i read earlier this year that has stuck with me and that i keep calling back passages from it and i i just i love it so much it's called the immortalists and it's a fantastic book it's about four siblings in new york and they when they're when they're little kids they go and visit a like a, a a seer who is famed for being able to tell you when you're gonna die so they go and each one of them finds out when they're supposed to like how old they, they're supposed to be when they die i think they, they get the, the death date and everything and what what it's about is you know how their lives how they live their lives based on this knowledge and it kind of asked the question did she actually know the death dates or is it something that that they just kind of internalize and live their lives to kind of expire when they thought that it was going to be it's a great book and i can't recommend it highly enough it's also a total like tearjerker so be prepared there's just a lot that happens in it that that's just i mean i'm telling you i read this back when when you know when i could sit on my porch in in a sweater and i live in south florida and so that's like like january for like <laughs> th those three days that the weather is under 70. so and it's stuck with me that long and we're in the middle of hurricane season but okay and then the the one that i'm like dying to read once i have a moment and i well once i have once i give myself a moment um and not current and not like reading only thick okay so this is on me this is on me this is not on life this is on me <laughs> it's the dragon republic by rf quang which is the sequel to the poppy war which is an awesome awesome book but it is a book that um maybe look up 
some content and trigger warnings before you read it because it has a lot going on in it that may be triggering. So definitely read into that before you read The Poppy War. But if that stuff doesn't um, set anything off for you, definitely read it. It is a fantastic book. So I'm dying to read the sequel, which is um, The Dragon Republic, which is on my Kindle languishing there with everything that is not thick. Was the Immortals, or is that another thing that was turned into a, was it a different thing that was, there's a movie or show called that? that is oh, that, that's the that Immortals. Book? This one is the Immortalists. Oh, Immortalists. Okay, sorry. <laughs> By Chloe Benjamin. Okay. Okay, so that's okay. the author. So that way, if you're looking for a book and you come up with Chloe Benjamin and you don't find one that's called the Immortals, but it's the Immortalists, you'll be on the, tra- <laughs> on the right track. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And Paula, I know uh, on the on our female gamers episode, you said all you were into right now is fanfic. <laughs> so I'm assuming you have a lot. And it was all oh Bastiel fanfic that you were into. Mostly, yeah. So I, I, I will get some I don't regular know, books in there too. Them, but you could, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I'm pulling up my, my, my phone so I can write down the list. So, so let, what are you let, into? Let, let, let me start off with a couple of regular books first. <laughs> So, okay. Oh, I'll put my phone away for a moment then. <laughs> okay, just for just for a second. So, so I um I do a lot of science fiction regular books. I I listen to a lot of audiobooks. So uh the fr- the one I just finished not too long ago was uh Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. He also wrote uh, The Martian. So if you like The Martian, you really like this. I don't want to say too much about the book because I don't want to spoil it. Um, but it's how, how do I describe it? Um, it's it's kind of a, a near near future novel where it, it's kind of one of those books where Earth Earth dying kind of thing. Um, and this the main character is he's sent into space to solve the problem of what's going on with Earth. And I don't want to say any more because it'll give away what's happening in the book. So, but it's if you like if you liked The Martian, you will also like. Project Hail Mary. One thing I really like about Andy Weir is um, he has a really great sense of humor in his writing, and I really like that. I really like his characterizations. They're a lot of fun, and it's a great book. I've also been listening to a lot of Stephen King, so I won't go why into those too much. <laughs> I wonder why. No, because we're gonna we're gonna do an episode at some point, and so I've been listening to a lot of that. So currently, I'm I'm listening again to The Stand and the Dark Tower Tower series, and. Uh, now we'll get into the uh, the fanfic, and I've I've got a few. I've got <laughs> and a few. I'm like Carla's pulling out her. Timid. Okay, pull no. out your phone. So <laughs> once again, pay attention to tags. Just pay attention to your tags, kids, because you know if there's anything mm-hmm. that's triggering for you, you really want to watch those. So the first one I just read this one today. It's called Ninety First Street. It is definitely a horror. And there is a major character death. Won't say anything else about that, but it's really good. And that's Destiel. These are all Destiel, right? No, this one is not (laughs) Destiel. But (laughs) (laughs) sorry, this one's not Destiel. Oh my god! Like, okay, delete, delete, delete. Back. Sorry, I think this is the only. I think this is the only one that is not Destiel that I've got for you. But um, it was just, it was just so good. Dean is actually a photojournalist. Sam's a lawyer. And I'm not sure what cast is in this one. It's a it's a real short one, and it's by Agent Beyond Cass. Dean is uh, investigating some subway tunnels, and 
take some photographs, discover something in a photograph, and some strange things happen. They're not hunters, but uh, yeah, it was really good. And yeah, anyway, won't say any more about that one. Just read it. But like I said, read the tags. <laughs> okay, now Destiel. Uh, <laughs> now Carl's going to pay attention. No, now no, pay attention. <laughs> this one is uh, Restless Wanderer by... Uh, into the Silent Land. Now, this one's a bit of a period piece. It takes place in, I think, the 1800s. Uh, Sam and Dean uh, move over to England because Bobby has uh, land there, and he's not doing well. He's ill, um, and he is leaving his farm to Dean. And while he's there, Cass, who's this is you know, there's no supernatural in this one. Cass um, comes to the farm. He's a shepherd. There's a lot of conflict between Dean towards Cass at the beginning. He really does not like him. And enemies they to develop lovers. Yeah, exactly. Enemies to lovers. Yes. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm still it's a it's a work in progress. So if you don't like works in progress, it's it's still um still being written. This one, yeah, it's uh, I think I've already said the the author into the silent mm-hmm. land, but it's oh so good. This one is also Destiel. This is, I guess this one would be a fix it for the finale. Called the let's only take... kind of finale right. fix that there can be. Right. This one's uh, Let's Take a Drive by Sobsicles. <sighs> Sobsicles will make you cry. Always. She's so good. So this one is how to describe. It's a fix it. Nobody's dead. Nobody's dead. Jack decides to make himself a four-year-old and lock away his powers while he's on a drive with Dean and Cass is pissed at Dean <laughs> for this. It blames him because, you know, he sees Jack as his son. Now he's lost this son that he's used to, and now he has to get used to a four-year-old. And so it's, it's almost an enemies to lovers. That, that's fair because <laughs> why would you want to go back to a toddler? Fair enough. Fair. Fair. Are, are a lot. Fair. That's what and I'm it's, saying. It's 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 weird because it's almost an enemies <laughs> to lovers kind of thing, but not quite because it's, but it's good. It's so good. This next one is also a work in progress. Um, it's called Fortress by Imogene by Night. This one is <laughs> Carla's face. Because I, one, I, I love her writing. I know. They're, they're writing I love her as well. This one is a little bit of a uh, a twist on um, the whole, the whole, their whole, you know, story. Um, again, it's not a supernatural world that they live in. Um, this is kind of an established relationship between Dean and Cass. But what happens is John Winchester had a... Um, a cancerous mass in his brain which causes hallucinations and he killed mary and tried to kill sam and then he took dean and he believes that he's trying to save dean from demons and i can't remember it like i said it's a work in progress and i i haven't I, I it's been a while since i've since i've read it and i haven't read the new chapter i can't remember if he's if if John has died, but they've got Dean back, and it's been like five years since they disappeared. Again, read the trigger warnings because this one's painful. There's another one. Been a while since I've read this one. It's called Bury Me Face Down by um, VIP July. This one's an interesting twist. Cass is a journalist, 
Dean is on death row as a serial killer. And everything's not as it seems because it's it's um it's almost kind of well it's 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 an alternate reality kind of thing mm-hmm. going on again don't want to say too much about it because it kind of gives away what's going on but uh it's an interesting twist on chuck's meddling if you will huh. um yeah so those are those are some of my wrecks <laughs> awesome and so have you read any of those carla then uh, no, but I have my list now, and <laughs> you will note that at the top of it, the the one MCD, not the steel WTF. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I'm gonna go ahead and some recommend some fanfics then that I have bookmarked. I've pulled up. I haven't read fanfic in a long time. I have my own fanfic that is still a work in progress. I apologize. I know. I know. I still get notifications of people liking this fanfic of comments saying, when are you going to finish this? And I know that's the most frustrating thing. It's the Dean and therapy one. And I really apologize. I I will at some point. I have no time. (laughs) I just want to throw in there, though, that when it comes to fic, fic writers are heroes just for for doing anything at all. You're Mm -hmm. coming up with these stories and you're publishing them for free and you're putting your heart into them. And I'm I, I'm sorry because you know I've also been left high and dry with with works in progress both as a reader and as a writer, but I don't think anybody gets to give fanfic writers a hard time for not being in the headspace or not having the time or simply not having the steam anymore to continue a story. Whatever the reason is that a work in progress has been kind of left on buffer. Just be grateful that you got anything in the first place. Absolutely. And, you know, like, kind of freaking suck it up. Well, thank you for saying that. Because <laughs> I feel bad all the time when I get get those notifications. I fully understand that. that <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> like I said, fanfic writers are, are heroes for even undertaking a task at all. So you, you do things at your pace when you're able to. And if you never come back to it, what you do have up there is still a freaking gift. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Carla is also a really great writer, everybody out there. So well, thank you. <laughs> She's a really, really great fanfic. Fort Lauderdale, in case you're interested. <laughs> I guess I should give mine is S E A A V E R Y and then the number one. So it's C Avery one. And mine are, um, the one that's a work in progress is called 10 Sessions, and it's a series about. Dean going through therapy and stuff. So it's not a Destiel fic. I want to stress that someone has been trying to add it to a collection of Destiel fics. And I'm like, you really shouldn't because this isn't a Destiel fic. <laughs> and I don't want people to get disappointed because it's not that at all. I have written a Destiel fic though, um, called In Time You'll Which See. So very good. <laughs> Thank you. But mine are I, I I ship Dean and Donna. I love Dean and Donna a lot. A lot, a lot um, in my uh, spoiler for 10 sessions. That's the ship in that series. Just to let you know that happens. That's a very slow burn, though. It doesn't happen right away. Uh, but one that's really good. It's an AU. It's called Who Wants to Live Forever by a Human Female. And this is really like Dean is a bodyguard for someone. And she and that someone is Donna. And I've, I've read that one. It's so good. Isn't it good? It I is so it. good. Their first, it's a slow burn. But 
Oh my gosh, she writes them so well. Picky about the way Dean is written, as everybody knows, because he's my all-time favorite character. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dean Winchester, I'm going to stress that since I've been watching Gilmore Girls, and I do not like Dean in Gilmore Girls. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh -uh. I'm pretty sure it's it's safe to assume that nobody's going to confuse your love for, Win for Dean Winchester with your love for Dean Forrester. My, because, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah, I would hope not. But I'm stressing it now just because I keep thinking that now. I'm like, oh. To be on the safe side. Yeah. yeah. But I think she writes Dean very well. Uh, the sex scene is – she writes very good sex scenes. Oh, yeah. Ooh, very good. Very, very good. Yeah. So I want to stress that. She wrote another one called Professional Distance. She's written a few that are Dean Donna. And that one's really that good also too. One where you might want to bring a change of underwear. That one really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Both of them are high school but, factor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's a, there's a scene actually going back to Who Wants to Live Forever. There's a scene in that because they kind of are going on the run because she's turned in her boss, who was played by Dick Roman. Who was played by? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dick in the Roman. Netflix version of this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Who's Dick Roman? She's turned him in, and so she's on the, and so they're actually going on the run because they tried, because someone tried to kill her, and they go to this like I think it, it's like a band that has a cover band that's like what is it? There, it's a combination of Beatles and what was it they were combined? I can't remember. I can't but anyway, remember. I need to reread it. <laughs> they go to watch that, and then there's a scene where Dean goes and rides a bull because ever since that episode on Supernatural, people put this in fix all the time. I mean, I can't really and, blame them. <laughs> Yeah, and she gets turned on by watching that. And then there's a scene after that. They go back to the hotel, and they're playing like this, almost like Truth or Dare. They're playing Truth or Dare, basically. Yeah. And she's kind of toying with him and saying, well, would you give me – would you drop down and give me 10 push-ups if I asked you to give me 10 push-ups? And he's like, yeah, I'd do anything. And he crawls over to her and does the push-ups over her body. And it is one of the sexiest <laughs> scenes I have ever read and they don't even have sex. They don't mm -hmm. even kiss. They don't even nothing. It's just yeah. what? Yeah. The way he does yeah. it is just, yeah. Look, it's, if it's you're really not hot. into Dean and Donna, that fic will make you into Dean and Donna. Yeah, yeah. I already was. But the, actually, this yeah. was the one that made me, her writing, because I always liked them together as friends, and I wasn't positive on shipping them, and I decided to read some of the fics. And her fic is what made me a Dean and Donna shipper mm -hmm. hardcore mm -hmm. because she, yeah, it's really good. So go read that one. <laughs> it's finally finished. It took her a while, but it's finally finished. Um, but there are some good Dean and Donna ones out there. I will recommend some Destiel ones in just a second here. Okay. So this is a Dean Winchester reader fic, which I know a lot of people are like, I don't want to read that. Well, as you can tell, spoiler alert, all of mine are going to be about Dean because, of course. Um, but this one is by Kitten of Doomage. Don't read a lot of theirs because I will tell you because unless you're into some of the stuff they write, but I'm not. But this one's really good. Do look at all trigger warnings for all of these, but especially this one. Uh, but this is called Come As You Are, and it's basically you're the reader and Dean and the reader have had this sort of enemies to lovers. It's an enemies to lovers story. And Dean is more of like he's a smoker and really kind of hard and kind of like I think he has tattoos all over himself. More like like some like how you would probably picture him if he wasn't on the CW, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and there are some, whoo, there are some hot sex scenes in that one too. 
but it's very well written. Um, it's a little bit more intense than the other things that I've recommended so far. This is the Destiel one, but I think Cabin Fever uh, by Dangerous Not Broken is really fun. It's one where it's like a romantic comedy screw up. It's an AU and Dean and Cass accidentally get booked into the same remote cabin. So it's one of those. I love that one. <laughs> you like that one? Yeah, that's it's a fun one. I think that's that's a fun one. See, even though I don't ship them anymore in the show, I will read those uh, fanfics because I think they're really really good. There's a series. It's part. It's just called Dean Winchester and Donna Hanscom. And the first part, and it's by Dean's Dirty Little Secret. And the first part is called One Thing. And it's all about a one night stand with Dean, but it's from the point of view of the woman, and the point and the woman is Donna. And so this was going to be a standalone, but people loved it so much that she's that she has the follow-ups are after this one night stand. It picks up basically when um why am I forgetting the name of the episode that Donna premieres in? It's the one with powdered donuts. Yes, that's all I know. And <laughs> fish taco. Fish taco. Yes, having nine one one. Having nine one one. No, no, that's not no. what she oh, no. In. no, no, no. Where it's the fat camp for black of a better word. Oh. I will find it. And the fit. Yes, because actually, I think it's a really good episode. And you know, it seems on the surface very frivolous, but it's actually a really good episode. I think. But so then this this one this series the second part picks up at that episode basically and they see each other and Dean has not forgotten about her like has thought about her this whole time and same thing with Donna so it's 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 really good um so I recommend that one that series start with one thing sometimes I'll just read one thing because it's oh it's really really nice um and you can tell this person really really likes Dean and that's my big test is if I can tell that you actually like the character the first Donna episode was season nine, episode 13, The Purge. Thank you, The Purge. Yes. I was like, I know it begins with a P. I should remember, I should have known that. I've recommended this before, this fic, like 10 times before. I don't care. I'm going to recommend it again because it's, it's the one I've read the most. The kinks. Uh, and read the tags. If you're not into BDSM stuff, you will not like this fanfic. So I want to say that first off. You will hate it. <laughs> If it's so it. good but it's if i've read you, it like five times <laughs> if you are into it or if you think you might be or if you're not outright mm -hmm. offended by it read it yes yes it's, i need yeah, to with read like it. a towel handy so <laughs> and some water to rehydrate that's so true it's so good it's by ash and cass and it's it's so good and it's another mix-up where there's like a company where you can you know order a a week with you know like you get hooked up with a dom or a sub and dean thought he was getting a woman and he got cast and it's just and but he's like well let's just play anyway and she knows what she's writing about i mean she knows what bdsm is she's definitely done her research so you know it's not at all offensive um, they do do some extreme, some more extreme stuff. So just be prepared for that. But she gives gives warnings. But it's so respectful of that lifestyle that I, I never think of it as being like gratuitous, like for just the sake of being gratuitous. But it's that's my absolute, I think my absolute favorite fanfic, honestly. <laughs> I love that one so much. That one sticks out of my mind so much because it is so good. And like you were saying, so 
respectful to the to the lifestyle mm-hmm. that it's it, oh, yeah it's hot and sexy and just also very there there's i don't know there's good communication there's respect yes and it, it, it's just fabulous and read it just read it yeah. okay just go read it <laughs> and Cass is the sub and dean is the dom and one thing i also appreciated that she put in there and i think we talked about this a little bit in our bdsm episode you know it, they have a lot they have a dom drop they show a dom drop they show a sub drop in there too but it's very rare that you see that wherever any that people explore the fact that it's not just the submissive that might have that happen that a dominant can have that happen and I really appreciated that they explored that in there. So, yeah. So definitely check that one out. Okay. Well, we're going to move on to television now. So, Carla, what are you into right now in television? I am, Most of the television that I've been watching has been for, for pods. So um, there's some of that in here. But there's one show that I watched that I fell in love with that I forced Meg to watch and that, that we covered on our podcast Bedwater Behead. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's called This Way Up. And it stars Ashley B, who is a uh she's a stand-up comic, she's an actress, she's a writer, she's a producer, she's fabulous. And uh it also stars Sharon Hogan and Tobias Menzies, who's better known as playing people who are complete jerks, but in this show, he's just lovable and befuddled and you know adorable but it's about these two sisters who um Ashlyn's character Anya has recently left a um like a a therapy center because she had just a, a really um difficult depression and she was going through a lot and you know it it's it picks up right from the moment that she's that she's leaving and she's going with her sister and it's about her just getting back to to her life and how her sister helps her or hinders her, as the case may be. And um, Tobias Menzies figures in in that one of her, because she's, she's a, um, a teacher uh, of English as a second language. This all takes place in London, by the way. Okay. And he hires her to tutor his son who is French and just came to live with him. He never knew that he had a son until the son's mother died and left him basically alone to be cared for by this complete stranger who just happens to be his biological dad. It's a fabulous show. It's hilarious. It's poignant. It's so well-written and it's, it's touching, but you're also laughing every single episode. It's very lovingly crafted. And Ashley B wrote this show. This is her baby. And a lot of the times when you have somebody who's writing themselves, you know, like they're writing a character for themselves, it's, you can tell that they're doing it and you can, there's like a self-consciousness to the writing or there's like a brashness and basically no in between, but this is the in-between in that it's perfect. And she is respectful to the character she's she's highlighting the character and what the character is living as opposed to spotlighting herself as the actress portraying, portraying this character. I could not recommend this show more highly. All I want to say is that everybody who has watched this on my recommendation has become a big fan and I expect a letter from Ashling B 
being like, Carla, thank you so much for. T-. No, actually, she's Irish, so that's not the right <laughs> accent anyway. And I can't yeah, do an Irish accent. accent. That's my Welsh accent. Yes, <laughs> you haven't learned the Irish yet. I mean, I don't know the, the geography for for that area, so what do I know? But um, yes, I'm expecting a letter from her saying, "Thank you so much for getting so many people to watch my show." You're welcome, Ashley. I mean, it's just a thing that I do. Um, <laughs> also been watching felicity because you know if you tune in on the 29th you will find out all of my thoughts on felicity on the live stream in which i will also be with meg and she and i will gang up on aaron about things but about the wrong opinions (laughs) (laughs) i am very surprised by how much i'm enjoying this rewatch um and i think because it's not a particularly like amazing show like it hasn't you know haunted my mind for the past 20 something years but it's a show that I'm watching now and there's so much nostalgia for me because it reminds me of my college years and it's not like there was anything notable that happened in them but there are moments that I I hadn't thought of since I graduated that now I'm like oh wow I'm kind of nostalgic for that you know when they're going to to their little mailboxes and they're getting their little like baby adult mail uh mail from their mailboxes I got a credit card offer and you're like oh my gosh I remember when I got my first credit card offer that kind of thing it just you know you know coming into adulthood and kind of tricking taking out the training wheels on life and you know um just that gap between relying on your parents for everything and then coming to rely on yourself it's it's a a big kind of shuddering um nostalgia trip for me um, I, I, again, it's not a particularly good show, so like, don't watch it because it's good. Watch it because it's 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 interesting and it's a um, a fun trip down late '90s, early 2000s memory lane. See, we're gonna disagree on so because I think it's a great show. <laughs> I do. I think it's such a good Get show. ready for to rumble, boom, 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 boom. And I, I desperately want to watch. We are lady parts. I watched the first episode on Peacock and the rest of it's on Peacock premium or whatever the hell it is that you have to pay for. And I'm like, look, okay, like I really want to watch this show, but I have enough streaming services. I'm not paying for another one, Peacock. Okay, I will find a different way, but I will watch the rest of We Are Lady Parts. The first episode is so good. It is so good. It's about these four women in London. I guess I'm watching a lot of shows about London, except for Felicity. They never go to London that I can remember. But this show <laughs> takes place in London, and these are four Muslim women, and they're forming a band, and it's a rock band, and it's funny. It's so funny, and you can tell that there's going to be romance, and there are going to be misunderstandings, and there's going to be like like a sisterhood, and then also music, and you know cool stuff and i don't know what else because i've only gotten to watch the first episode peacock you're you're peacock blocking me from the rest of we are lady parts <laughs> and i don't appreciate that i want to watch the rest of we are lady parts see when, when i moved like uh, um, almost two years ago but like a year and a half ago when i moved and i switched my service over with xfinity and i did all this they gave me like their they have a streaming box thing too and they're like, and with this, you'll get Peacock 
for free. So I get it for free. (laughs) That's amazing. Okay, so you just wanted to brag about that. I see. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I mean, I still have to watch commercials with this stuff, but yeah. But it's telling you that I'm better than you are. No, I'm just kidding. But what what are you into, Paula? Uh well, uh not not a whole lot of TV right now because you know I've been reading a little too much fanfic. Well, I mean too much i don't think they're such a thing um, a thing. right exactly um but i s- just started finally started watching loki so i've got the first episode of that in and i know a little little late to that um and i just started watching uh star wars the bad batch which is um one of the newer um star wars animated series it takes place right after the clone wars um, got the first episode of that in. That's really good too. Um, really interested to see where they're going to take that because big Star Wars fan here too. And if I'm not watching those, um, kind of my kind of chill, calm show to watch slowly rewatch anyway is Community. I love that show. It's such a good show. I love Community. I love Community. We've got to do it. I, I actually haven't watched Please. Community. Oh, oh you haven't. Oh, you, you should. You should watch it. You're going to love it. So that's pretty much oh, all. That's it. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> it. Seriously, <laughs> we'll have to do an episode. Of, I think it, I know what's on my list. I'm pretty positive it's on my list. So I'll I bet just, you Jackie will be in that one. Yeah, well, she loves community. Okay, so TV, of course, almost everything I've been watching has just been for this podcast. I say that in this way. That's like my sister the other day. She's like, you, you like this is what you do. You just, you watch TV and you get to do this and you have an excuse for doing it to watch TV constantly. I'm like, that's very true. So, you know, so I won't go over any of those that I'm watching for the show. Uh, I will say I've been watching family ties again because <laughs> family ties is on Paramount plus, which I don't know why I decided to subscribe, subscribe to something else. Um, I still haven't subscribed to Disney plus this will probably never happen until like 2024 maybe i know so i haven't watched loki or any of those things at all um but i love watching family ties again because that show is problematic of course it's because you know 80s show but michael j fox he's such a good he's so good i mean he's just so good i was watching an episode before we started recording where it's like he's turning 18 and, you know, he wants to go and drink at this bar. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> then he can go legally and drink, you know. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I guess you could at that time at some places. But anyway, so he wants to do that. And he tells his mom he's going to do that. And his mom gets upset. And then he goes anyway. And he's just, he has these lines, I can't even do it justice, that are so funny because of the way he delivers them. And he mm-hmm. does good physical comedy. And he was like my very first childhood crush was Michael J. Fox. So he was so dreamy. He, I had like the pictures from like Teen Beat or whatever up on my brain. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Back to the Future is what got me into movies, which yes. we should, which we need to cover Back to the Future. Please. I mean, yes. yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sign me up for that one. I want to yes. talk about Marty McFly and Doc Brown all day, every day. Yes. Yes. I just... Oh, and this episode actually had, what's his name, who played his father in Back to the Future? You know, weird. 
Oh, oh Crispin, Crispin, Glover. Glover. Crispin Glover. Yeah, it actually had Crispin Glover in it this episode of Family Ties. <laughs> and I know there's like episodes with like River Phoenix and oh, and, and like all these. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's. it's what a time capsule. I know. I right? know. And there's one episode with Tom Hanks where he plays like the alcoholic uncle. Oh, I remember and, that. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's just, wow. yeah, it's so great watching that show. It's so much fun. It, especially, I mean, I think I put it on our list that we'll have to talk about that at some point, Family Ties. So maybe we'll talk about Back to the Future and then Family Ties. <laughs> we'll do that. Like do a Michael J. Fox week. Right. There you go. And then I've been watching, because I love baking shows because I can't cook. I can usually bake, but I just, I'm... <laughs> addicted to baking shows and there's this new netflix show called bake squad which is this woman has like these four bakers and they each do different cakes like elaborate cakes or elaborate desserts for some kind of thing and then they make four of them and then the person that the event is for or that's hosting the event or something like that decides which one is the winner so like there's one where this uh person did this it was really incredible it was like this dinosaur egg and there was a dinosaur coming out of it and this was for a kid's party and then you could take these mallets and break the egg open and it was just chocolate inside and stuff i want really that incredible. cake <laughs> Yeah, and they and that one won. Spoiler, sorry, uh, but that one won. And at the birthday party, they showed that birthday party, and these kids were so cute because it was like an older brother and a younger brother. I guess I think they were born on the same day. I missed that part. And the older one's like, "This is the best birthday party that has ever existed in humanity." <laughs> Oh my god, so cute. Oh, that's adorable. I just cry. I mean, ever in humanity. Ever. Listen to me. I love okay? it. If you have two kids and they're not twins, do not throw them a party on the same day. I don't care that they were born on the same day. Because sometimes you have a mom who has two kids who one of them is born in August and the other one is born in May, and you still have your party on the same day, and it really, really sucks. For the one who is older and more aware of what's going on. And she's like, how come I have to share a cake and birthday with my little sister? And your little sister's like, oh, this is so much fun. And you're like, go to hell, little, little pipsqueak. I think these are personal things. <laughs> I'm, I'm sensing a little, yeah. This is just solid parenting advice that I'm dispensing free of charge. Doesn't have anything to do with anything that ever happened to you. Correct? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing <laughs> sure. at all no resentment okay. from my past that's that's funny okay um, okay well <laughs> i'm also there's also another netflix call show called the movies that made us which takes a deep look into movies that were like big hits and i just recently watched the pretty woman one and that was really interesting because it's when you watch that you're like wow it's amazing that this movie actually became what it was because it sounds like it really they didn't even really have like a solid script while they were doing it even though there was an original script and then they were redoing because the original script is really dark i don't know if anyone knows right. that story but it's really dark and it was originally bit. called 3000 and stuff and it's just it's it's a really interesting one but i recommend that one and i didn't know they made a pretty woman musical and really? it's actually coming to denver this <laughs> huh. pretty woman the musical Mm-hmm. I think the fact that I haven't heard about it probably speaks to its quality or lack thereof. I know. Well, I was watching it and I was like, they're really this 
came along. Um, they that didn't really actually end up being on stage anywhere, did it? And then right like two days later, there was a commercial on TV. The Pretty Woman, the musical, coming to the Denver Center for Performing Arts. I'm like, what? <laughs> Whoa. You might have to take one for the team, Erin. Uh, <laughs> that's not happening. Um, yeah. No, no. And then lastly, I'll just say I I have a thing for the Purge series. I know they're trash. But I actually think deep down they're trying to say I'm not sure I understand. Thanks, Siri. <laughs> So Siri thinks that the Purge series is actually not trash. Siri's like, what are you talking about? They're my favorite movies. So I've taken her off. <laughs> no, but the Purge television series I is actually, I think, better than the movies. It's too bad they didn't get a third season because I think the second season was really interesting. You have to like those that, that series, I think, to really like the television show. But I recommend... That was also what I was into. So that's a little bit darker. And that was on Peacock. So I guess not everybody can watch it. But <laughs> I see. I think it was on Hulu too. But I don't know if it still is on Hulu. <laughs> okay, but we're so... sure it's on Peacock. <laughs> yes. I'm positive it's on Peacock. Free for some people. Yes. Free for the <laughs> blessed. Okay. So now we're going to wrap up with talking about movies that we're into right now. So Carlo, what movies are you into right now? Okay, so first of all, I watched Gunpowder Milkshake, which I loved. I loved it. It, it. it has a, it's a very kind of, what's the word? It's not campy. It's not cheesy. It's, I, I, I can't remember the, the word that I'm, that I'm thinking of, but it doesn't take itself seriously. It's just action and kicks and splatter and whatever, but it is so much fun. And Karen Gillan, I, I love her. I love her and everything that I see her in. And this is no exception. And you have her and you have Angela Bassett and um, and you have Michelle Yeoh. You have uh, Carla Gugino and another actress whose name I can't remember right this second. But it's really good. Okay, just trust me. If you like, if you like action movies and you like movies where you have basically just women in the lead this is for you it is so much fun and i am just i, I can't wait to watch it again because it's just it, it's definitely one of the more fun movies that i've watched recently um another movie that i that i watched recently that i loved was lovebirds which stars Issa ray and um kumal nandiani who i mean you have like two of the most gorgeous people on earth in the same movie and the screen just doesn't, doesn't explode and it's just a miracle of a movie in that sense alone. But it's just, it's really funny. And it's about a, a couple who um, they're about to break up. And then they get kind of, they um, get involved with a an accidental running over of a dude. And then they <laughs> run away from the police. But it's a comedy. So it's it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And um, there's also this this movie that that I just jotted down here, um, and I'm kind of lukewarm about it, but I'm going to mention it anyway. It's called Eurovision. <laughs> Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Yes, I'm, I'm sure. Like, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 
called Eurovision. And if some people watched it like they're supposed to, they would also, I think, enjoy it very much and perhaps <laughs> even talk to me about it and be like, Carla, I want to talk to you about how much I love this movie and how I wish I had watched it sooner so that we could squee about it together. And I could be like, we could squee about it now. I'm always squeeing about it because it's a fantastic film. And I'm not going to mention people's names because that would be <laughs> rude. But I, I am going to say that it is hilarious. It is wonderful. It has just unexpectedly sweet moments. And one of the things that I love the most about it is that um, a, a lot of the chances that it gets to punch down, it doesn't take. So it is, um, that's part of why I like it. That's part of why it's a comfort film, comfort film for me. It's, very funny and yeah certainly it's will ferrell so you're kind of going into it knowing more or less what kind of humor to expect but it it doesn't it's not uh it doesn't go in the same vein as a lot of his other movies in part because the main character is secret not lars so it's about the the woman in the duo and it, it's just a, a great movie and has awesome awesome cheesy Eurovision type music. It's it's just a wonderful film that I think some people should watch. I know. I wouldn't say if they haven't already. <laughs> I'm gonna say because they haven't already. I and, know, and I owe yeah. I owe you I owe you because we had a deal. If Carla watched <laughs> Queer as Folk, I was gonna watch Eurovision, and I know. And then she also watched Bates Motel, so it's like I double up. Just saying, I watched two series. <laughs> Um, each of five seasons and this two-hour movie. <laughs> I'm horrible. I know. I know. And I keep and I'm like, I've got to plan it around where I watch it, and then I can, and then I don't tell Carla until she's on an episode, and then I say it's the thing I'm into. Now and I'm giving away cry. my thing, and now she, yes. So, <laughs> so Paula. <laughs> What are you into? Not Eurovision. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I haven't watched it either. I just watched the Val Kilmer documentary. It was um, oh, it was really good. It was really good. Uh, he he took um, he he had a camera with him like all the time. He's taken. I think he has like a whole warehouse just full of all of the footage that he's taken over the years from like the beginning of his career highly recommend it it was so good so good to see that's pretty much the only movie i've seen recently to be honest i was waiting for that to come out i wanted to see it so badly I um see it so bad i know i can't believe i haven't so watched it yet good. it's so good it's on amazon he um showed a little bit behind the scenes um from when they did top gun um for when he was on tombstone he did this um one man play of uh mark twain because he was mm -hmm. i guess he was trying to raise funds because he wanted to do a movie of it but then that's when he got sick with cancer and then that um really um kind of destroyed his voice because he had a oh i'm forgetting the um the term for it but they had to he he his his voice is is it's just it's pretty much gone now it's he doesn't he doesn't even sound the same as he used to and so he's um you know he's able to still do you know conventions and things like that but i i, I don't know if he's if he's going to be able to you know get his voice back or anything like that but so his his son um narrated a lot of the a lot of the documentary for him but it was really 
it was really sweet to see the relationship he's had with his kids. Um, they showed little clips of, of him and his son kind of like dressing up in costumes and doing things as adult, as his son is an adult and mm-hmm. just little glimpses of that. And um, it was, it was really good. You really need to see it. It was, it was a really great, really great documentary, really well done. Yeah. So that was, that was, that's, that's what I've seen. So. Yeah. I can't believe I haven't made the time to watch it because I, Val Kilmer was like my favorite actor for years and years and years. And I, I really have wanted to see it and I've heard nothing but great things about it. I've heard it's just absolutely fantastic. It's wonderful. Yeah. And I mean, Carla and I share love for his performance as Jim Morrison in the doors. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the best performances yeah. I've ever seen. I mean, the fact that he was not at least nominated for that performance and tombstone too, I think his doc holiday is outstanding. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 And, and he was also really good in kiss, kiss, bang, bang. And, um, and of course top secret, you know, and then of course real genius. I love that movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, and I, you know, I've heard that the documentary also explores because since he filmed everything all the time, Mm -hmm. he always had a reputation actually for being very difficult on film Mm -hmm. sets. And so I, I don't know if it explores – I've heard it explores that a little bit and talks a little bit about that. A but little bit, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm – you know, I lived in New Mexico for uh, for a few years. And, you know, people have a very mixed fe- mixed feelings about Val Kilmer in, in New Mexico. Just He lives in New Mexico. You know, he mm-hmm. moved there like a long time ago. And he was actually going to try and run – for, I don't know if it was governor or some sort of government position down there. And some people have mixed feelings about him in New Mexico. I think it's a lot of people in New Mexico have mixed feelings about a lot of art down there because a lot of rich people have gone and moved to New Mexico mm-hmm. and made it very hard for people to live in New Mexico anymore because it is very much, you know, you're either really rich or really poor. And it's very hard to make a living. It's it's very it's also very much you know a lot of um, you know honestly it's been a lot of gentrification down there. I would say it's really what's yeah. going on. And New Mexico is a beautiful, beautiful place. And it's there's nothing that I can't describe what the smell is unless you have lived in New Mexico. But New Mexico has this particular smell. It's like the the peppers that they have that are in in um, and they're growing and there it's just there's something about it that's very special but it's also got so much uh there's also so much poverty there and a lot of drug addiction and so it's it's just it's just sad because it's such a beautiful beautiful state yeah but it's just you know it's just it's one of those things that it's actually that's happening here in Colorado yeah. too honestly <laughs> so one of the things that they are talking about is he had i can't remember if it was like 600 or 6,000 acres he mm-hmm. wanted to build basically like an art compound kind of thing yeah. where artists could come and live and 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 do their artistic thing and he had to, and i can't remember the reason why they went into it a little bit but he basically had to sell that land and that was like a dream for him to do and have just this area where people could just come and 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 do their art and uh um, and he had to, he had to sell that and give that up. And, and, uh, it was, yeah, it was just watch it. It was, it was really yeah. good. It was really I'm going to try and make time 
this weekend sometime to watch it because I've been dying to. Okay, so what am I into movies? Well, you know, I haven't really been able to watch many. And this is in preparation for uh, our Friday the 13th episodes. But as I mentioned on our Female Gamers episode last Friday, was Friday the 13th. And Voodoo had, I guess it's an annual sale. So if you missed it this year, it'll happen next year. But they had eight of the Friday the 13th movies, the first eight of them, on sale for 13 bucks. So I jumped on that like in two seconds flat. So last Sunday, I switched between Gilmore Girls and Friday the 13th movies, which if you have to <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a seamless transition. Like, how how could you even tell when you stopped watching one and started watching the other? Exactly. <laughs> but I think the second Friday the 13th, I still, still maintain that is the best Friday the 13th movie. That, of course, is the first one with Jason in it because the first Friday the 13th movie, Jason's mom is the killer. Um, and in the second one, he doesn't even have his hockey mask yet. That doesn't come until the third one. So it's just, it's, I think it's fun. You know, I was watching it with Fergie who, as I've mentioned on here, she is a dog that has very dark and twisted taste. <laughs> so <laughs> She gets really into that stuff. Like we mentioned, like I mentioned, she loved watching Nip Tuck with me. She loved watching American Horror Story. I have a video where she's really into some episode of American Horror Story. And I'm like, Fergie and she looks over at me with this glare, this like death glare of you interrupted me when I'm watching my show. <laughs> it really looks like that. It's so funny. I know. And I, I don't think she's enjoying Gilmore Girls in the same way. She's like, there's not much murder or death. In I mean, this in show. fairness, neither are you probably. No, no. I mean, <laughs> it's not as horrible as I thought it was going to be, but still <laughs> it's still well i'm on season three so i've only got twenty thousand more seasons to go <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just going to be recommending some horror movies shocker uh because oh, i'll always wow. make time for horror and i guess i know i need to take time for your <laughs> like, but oh really <laughs> always make time for a horror you say i know i'm like i recently rewatched I mean, will ferrell's hair is a little scary if that helps <laughs> I know I'm gonna I, I promise I will before the end of the year <laughs> oh my god there's still like a bunch of months there's only four months there's, just, you know. there's only there's only a quarter left <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's not that much time anyway um so I also speaking of Scott Speedman I re-watched the very very good movie Strangers which I don't know if anybody else has watched Strangers I rewatched it. Very good. Very terrifying, terrifying film. Liv Tyler is also in that one. And it's just, it's terrifying. That's all I'm going to say. There's some strangers terrorizing this couple, played by Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman. He doesn't whisper as much in this, so. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, how much whispering is there in this? And is it contextually correct? Like, are they hiding somewhere and he should be whispering? As opposed to when he's when he's being Ben and it's New York City and you can barely hear already and he's standing there in a corner whispering to Felicity as traffic is roaring by. Felicity, Felicity, <laughs> I love you, but I'm scared of love, but I love you. Okay, see now I, I have to watch his show for this. <laughs> and then I'm gonna go back to the Purge really quickly. One of the last movies I saw in in a theater. Once the theaters went 
back open was the final purge, which was probably the most hit you over the head with political messaging of any of the purge movies. Uh, I mean, so much that there's a line in there about Americans now becoming dreamers. So, I mean, it's like, <laughs> I, we saw this with Su- Susie. Susie went, oh my God. <laughs> I can just imagine Susie doing that. She's so funny. She was like, oh, really? Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, this was the most blatant hit you over the head, oh, which these movies do that, but they kind of, I th- you know, they're a guilty pleasure. I know they're not the greatest. You mean these movies that are known for their subtlety? Yeah, very, very. And you know, it, it's funny because they aren't subtle yet. I don't think they go far enough with their messaging. <laughs> <laughs> I know that doesn't make any sense, but that's why the TV show is better because they actually get to develop the characters a little bit more. So that's why I recommend the television show. <laughs> um, but those, that's all for me for movies. So. <laughs> Oh, oh, one other thing I'm into really quickly. A couple of things. One thing is there's a new teaser for the, the Batman movie, The Batman, you know, with Robert Pattinson playing Batman. Um, Colin Farrell is also in this movie, and I have a real big thing for Colin Farrell. Uh, I think this movie looks amazing. I don't care what anybody says, and I know there are people even on this panel that don't like Batman. I love Batman. I have loved Batman since I was a little kid. Batman was my favorite superhero for years. And after the Dark Knight trilogy ended, I didn't like any of the other Batmans after that. Because Christian Bale will always be my Batman. (laughs) But I think Robert Pattinson does actually look like he's doing a really good job in it. This looks a little bit more um, like it might be as good as the Dark Knight trilogy, or at least in that kind of realm. So I'm excited for that one. So I'm throwing that out there. I know a lot of people give DC a lot of crap. I was always a DC girl and thought Marvel was too cheesy. I I think Marvel is better now, but I still maintain that Batman and other people in the D- other characters in the DC universe are better than Captain America any day of the week. So that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Sorry, I do not like Captain America. I mean, w- were you looking to end this episode with a fight? Because like, that sounds like where this is going. I don't know why I decided to do that. But <laughs> that's why I, your Bedwed Behead episode was so amazing to me. So I'm just going to say that. Oh, and I'm also excited for the new season of American Crime Story, which if you listened to that episode, mm. you will know that out of all the Ryan Murphy stuff, that those are the best because, I mean, if the ones we did, because they're just, because he's got other people working on it. And I'm excited for it, but I will say, once again, I'm going to echo what Tiff said on that episode. You really could have got, I love Sarah Paulson, but you could have gotten someone else to play Linda Tripp. You didn't have to put her in a fat suit. And I know everybody keeps praising her performance with the clips because she looks different. That's a fat suit. That's why she looks different. Yeah, it's not, not like <laughs> No, and she's it's not a... a feat. No, she's a fantastic actress and she's one of my favorite actresses. But, you know, Ryan Murphy could have just let his love of her go for one second or cast her in a different role because yep. you didn't need to do that. I mean, you didn't. But you know, Tiff did, you know, let me know because my biggest worry is how they're going to paint Monica Lewinsky 
Um, and But she's a producer. So I'm hopeful that that means that they'll actually paint her in a better light. Uh, because, you know, media has not been kind to Monica Lewinsky. And she mm -hmm. does not deserve that. So they can paint Bill Clinton as the scumbag that he is. That's fine. But don't paint her as a scumbag is all I'm hopeful for with that. Don't paint her as a slut, homewrecker, that kind of crap. Just don't. So I'm hopeful that won't happen since Monica Lewinsky is a producer. I don't think she would want, she would allow that to happen, I honestly. not. So no, I I'm very hopeful. Doubt it. We're going to close out now. So Carla, tell everybody where they can find you and your wonderful podcast. Yes. Thank you, Erin. You can find Bedwetter Behead on any platform where you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Twitter at BedwetBeheadPod, on Instagram at bed.wed.behead.pod, and also on Facebook if you absolutely must. As Erin mentioned, we recently had an episode in which we played the game with Carol Danvers, Steve Rogers, and Tony Stark. So if you want to see why Aaron is so excited about the choices that we made, go check that one out. And Aaron is also in one of our favorite podcast episodes, which is Horror Hunks, in which we played a game with Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, and Jason Voorhees. If, if you want to find me at Kalatemis, <laughs> C-A-R-L-A-T-E-M-I-S, on Twitter, Instagram, and my own website, Kalatemis.com. Awesome. Yeah, that was that was so much fun. That horror hugs episode was so much fun. And soon, sometime, we're gonna do Christian fucking bail on Bedwetter Behead. Right? <laughs> and we're gonna do George Clooney too, right? right? George and Clooney <laughs> and and I guess Darren Chris as well, whom I've never watched in anything, but I guess that's something that I'm gonna have watch to do. Watch American Crime Story. Watch American Crime Story. Oh, sure. Another show that you want me to watch. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That is completely fair. <laughs> Watch two it. hours, Erin. Two hours. I know. <laughs> that one's only like nine hours. So <laughs> okay, no problem. <laughs> no problem. Nine hours of watch of basically watching a psychopath. <laughs> it's it's easy. <laughs> no <laughs> problem. Crazy. No problem. I mean, like that's that's only like watching Eurovision four and a half times. There, yeah, well, I'll watch Eurovision four and a half times. <laughs> oh, after, oh, oh after, no. After, no. after, after, no, before you watch that, before you watch that, I'll watch it four and a half times. <laughs> and then you can fit that in whenever you want to. <laughs> so, Paula, I haven't tried to get you to, well, I've tried to get you to watch Felicity, only if you're going to like Ben. But, <laughs> fair enough. Enough. <laughs> Go watch American Crime Story, the second season. Well, the first season's good too about OJ, but watch the second season and then come to me and say, Aaron, you were right. Darren Chris gives, gives one of the best performances I have ever seen. Anointing him with the fucking in the middle of his name is the right decision that you made. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. I mean, to speak to you about that, that is my middle name. I can't believe that you think that is somebody else's middle name. I was very confused. I was bereft. <laughs> I was in disbelief. Oh, Christian, it was a compliment. For I you. am terribly offended. <laughs> I don't even know who this Darren Chris is. Yes, I do. <laughs> I follow him on all the socials. <laughs> I follow him on all the socials. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Okay, so Paula, where can they find you? 
you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at it's my sandbox. So this is Erin. You can um, follow me and my Gilmore Girls watch on Twitter at E April Beauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. And every once in a while, you will still see me geeking out about Darren Chris's performance in American Crime Story. I'm sorry. It's just going to keep happening. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one on Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. If you have any feedback, if you would like to weigh in on the Ben debate ahead of our live stream, feel free to reach out to us at it's a fandom thing pod at gmail.com. So until next time, remember it's a fandom thing, black lives matter and stop Asian hate.